What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. How's it going? It is Friday. And it is a, a nice, cool Friday, as you might be able to tell. Look at the two guys over there in their little blue vest. Well, we got the memo. I don't know where your memo went. Hey, man, it's looking good, though. Everybody's got their nice beard, their winter beard coming in nicely. I had mine Brett, trimmed yesterday. I was going to say, you got to trim that thing about noon every day, right? <laughs> he looks like the Geico, the Geico caveman. <laughs> the Neanderthal. Yeah. <laughs> You have nope. to shave your eyelids, or do you trim? I'm the, I'm the good hands, buddy. You are in good. I'm not. So, I'm not the Geico Geico. You're not. No, you're definitely not the caveman. Well, um, well, here we are, man. Episode three. Um, this one has is kind of been the almost the. I don't know what kind of got this thing started was was bringing you on, Brad. I don't know if you listened to the first episode with the the three other people that might have, but uh, you your I name was it. brought up a lot. So we have caught, popular name caught the mythical Bingham creature. He's he, here. He is he's in the in wild. Studio. He's, he's live. But um, they're wondering where I'm at the office. I'm like, where's Brad today? I know. <laughs> Seriously, Brad is always at the office, literally. Um, but no, we 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 did speak a lot about Brad. Um, first episode. So that's, that's, that's why we're here um, is, is to talk to Brad and, and learn a lot. Hey, Kylie, what's shaking? Um, I can see people over here. I don't know oh, if y'all yeah, that's not that. fair. You can't just call a name out like that. <clears throat> it's Kylie Hilliard. It's H-I-L-L-I-A. Hey, Kylie. But, um, yeah, everybody's happy Friday. So, so anyway, yeah, we, we spoke a lot um, about insurance as we do with, with regard to roofing and Eric and I both know Brad very well. Um, Brad and I go, Hey, Joanne. So I guess we're going to say hello here for a minute, but, um, and, and we'll I hope start answering the phones. <laughs> yeah. The Joanne, are you at the office or have you closed? Yes, she is. Down? It's still business hours. So yeah. Joanne, I know what you keep in that top desk drawer. So <laughs> stay out of the vodka today. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so we'll, we'll we're going to get into some, some pretty heavy hitting, heavy hitting stuff. I think for homeowners, roofers, insurance agents alike, um, but from, from speaking to Brad over the years and dealing with insurance claims and homeowners and people are like, there, there is literally nobody better at helping customers with their insurance needs than Brad Bingham. And I am not being compensated for this by any means. And, and yes, Brad and I go way, way back and I'll let, let Brad explain how we got to know each other. But, but we've dealt with a lot of insurance agents, a lot of claims, a lot of roofs, a lot of issues over um, maybe not quite the life of our friendship, but over the past, you know, decade, essentially, we've seen some stuff, but there, there are very few people out there who have quite the servant's heart that Brad does. So, um, so Brad, good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Well, it looks fantastic. Welcome. Yeah. Like both you guys, the, the Bobsy twins. Well, I'm just, there. I'm just glad he read the email. That's all. I'm I know that, that's on me. That's, that's, that's my bad. Um, but anyway, no, truly, thanks for being here. It, it's always great when we can get together. But um, go ahead, Brad. Tell, tell us the story of one of how you and I know each other, how far back that goes. And then, then talk about insurance and the business and, and how you got into this. And then, then we'll get into the more pressing matters at hand. So I guess I've known about Cody Durham more than I've <laughs> for longer than I've known. It's a good Durham. way to put it. I like that. <laughs> Just because 
we both played sports growing up and Cody lived on the south side of town. I lived on the middle north side of town and Cody played a different league than I did. So I always heard about Cody Durham and Ben Grieve. And uh, I, I hope Cody heard about me because that would have meant something. But uh, <laughs> I just know Cody was probably six foot tall in the third grade. Pretty much the same size yeah, today. <laughs> and, and you know, he hit the ball hard and he threw the ball hard. And so I heard a lot about Cody back in the day. So uh, we got to know each other probably, I guess we were. Really got freshmen. to know each other. Yeah. we yeah, When we worked at the school district together. Yeah. That's so was that eighth, ninth grade, I guess? I yeah. think we were eighth graders going into ninth grade. We worked in the summer times. We school took book depository. School book depository. Yeah. Uh, we took all the old books out, put the new yeah. books in. We had a bunch of hard card fights at lunchtime. There are very few people on this planet who know what a hard card is, <laughs> but it leaves a mark. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it left plenty of marks, that's for sure. Um, but anyways, we worked together in the summer times and we, we forged a really good relationship. We, you know, we worked hard in those times, but we had a lot of fun too. And, um, you know, back in the day when parents actually taught kids how to work hard, um, our parents were very good at that and no. told us if we didn't want if we didn't want to do chores at the house, we better find something to do it during the summer. So we worked together in the summertime and, um, you know, we had a good relationship. I remember, mm -hmm. I guess your junior year, you transferred over to Arlington, yeah. sophomore yeah. year, junior year, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then kind of lost ways. Uh, Cody's dad got sick, passed away. I reached out to him and, you know, wanted to send my condolences to him because I always knew his dad. Ron was a great guy. And uh, Cody's forged certainly from his mom and dad. They're great people. And um, we showed back up. My wife was pregnant. It's West Texas people, man. Those, those mom West and dad are Odessa. Odessa. West Texas, it. no doubt about right. it. That's right. Um, so went on with my life for a little while, did some things, met my wife. We got pregnant. And I'll never forget, we show up at birthing classes at Mansfield Methodist. And we open the door and I'll be damned if Cody and his wife and his sister and brother-in-law yeah. are not sitting there. The whole family. The whole family was there. Uh, and so the, the girls are what, a week and a half apart. Yeah. Two, 15 years. It'll be yeah. 16 shortly. I know. It was 16 years ago. You believe yes, that? My insurance bill's about to go up. Yeah. Everybody's right. So, Everybody uh, in this room is about to take a significant pay decrease. That's correct. Oh. Or I, I guess I'll take an increase, but <laughs> thanks, yeah. Brad. Uh, yeah, I brought my checkbook. I like, I like how you I like you phrase that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, but yeah, we've been good friends for a long time, and it's it's, it's always great to be able to um, have relationships that you've had for 20, 30 years. There's very few people, I think, in this world that can say that they've had good relationship with 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 people for a long time that are actually friendly um and, and still good friends and i think that's important so yeah uh, my whole business is predicated on relationships and if you can't have a relationship with your client um it's a very impersonal world that we live in as far as business goes and to me that's not a good thing if you yeah. if you don't know your insurance agent when you need them to be there for you and they don't know who you are they're just on the next person and unfortunately that's the way it is in business but dad taught me a different way i went to work for my dad when i was uh about to finish college. It was 25 years ago in December. I got my license. Dad brought me to work and uh, basically told me, he goes, if you worry about every penny you make, you're never going to make any pennies. But if you just take care of people, you'll make more pennies than you'll ever know. So, so that's kind of what I've predicated my whole business uh, mantra on. And I, it served me well, um, 25 years into it and still here. Um, it's changed over the times and right now is probably the most changing time changing I've ever seen. Yeah, right? is, yeah, for sure. And I mean, everything's going to change, right? Everything's going to grow and morph and all that. But 
but I, I think you hit it on the head. The, the way you deal with people and take care of people and, and care about people, that's, that doesn't ever change. I, I mean, maybe people's perception of how much they want to deal with people changes, but as long as you have their best interest truly at heart and not the bottom line necessarily, yep. then you're always going to have a strong business. And, and Brad's built a, a really, really strong business over the years. And you talk about that 25 year mark and, you know, we talk to people a lot of times and we have a lot of, I guess, uh, cross pollination, so to speak. And I'll start telling people, it's like, yeah, I've known Brad for about 50, no, got 25. No, I guess it's about 30 years now. <laughs> I'm not even 25 and, years old. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. I struggle with that number a lot now, but, um, but yeah, so no, you're, you're right. Thing, things have changed a lot. Um, probably much more so on, on your side of the table and they just happen to, to deal a lot with what we do too. So, so anyway, we'll, we'll get into this and then we'll probably be back and forth with, with Eric and I a little bit on questions. And so I guess, Brad, you see it all the time. People want to call and they want to file a claim for, for any multitude of reasons. And we're going to kind of stay focused on roofing today, but what do you see? Like, what are some of the, the biggest issues people run into when they're calling to file a claim and, and how do you advise them? Yeah, absolutely. We'll file that claim for you. Or maybe you should think about not filing a claim. Cause I think the other thing that we see and sorry to carry on with the question, but a lot of times people just file a claim and they get no advice from their, their agent or whomever they're talking to in the office. How, how do you see that and how do you advise your staff and, and what do you do in those instances? Well, the first question we ask is how do you know you need to file a claim? Has somebody looked at your roof? And if nobody's looked at your roof and you just think you need to file a claim, well, in today's time, more than ever, just because of guidelines for new business. And if you want to switch insurance companies, having a bunch of claims on your record doesn't serve you well, right? You're, right. you're not going to be able to find new insurance um, if you have a bunch of claims. And a zero paid claim is one of the worst claims you can have, which just means you filed a claim with your insurance company. They didn't pay you anything, but you still have that claim on your record. And so if you have they that didn't claim, pay you anything because there wasn't any damage or wasn't any damage see, yeah, or anything that they would exactly, owe for. Exactly. So um, once you file a claim, it's always a claim. Right. right. It, it's there. It is there. It is a permanent, it is a permanent record. There's a system that tracks that for you. So you want a new insurance policy. The first thing they do is they run your records. Um, and if you have a claim or two or three in old days, you can still get a new policy in, in today's time. Um, and we'll, we'll discuss a little bit more why, but in today's time, if you have a claim or two on your record, it's, it's detrimental to trying to find a new policy. Well, and that's different too, right? Because one of the things, with, with mother nature, essentially, right. You file a claim. Mother nature has no real basis on your premium. No. Correct. No. However, what's, what's different now. I mean, I guess we might as well jump right into it now. What's different now and why it's so important on whether you do or don't file a claim. How is that going to negatively affect you? And th this, this is big. And I, I think this is, the reason if there, if there was a commercial right. to really pay attention right. to right now, this is it because especially during storm season, um, let's say you get a hailstorm, be it, you know, pea size hail or, you know, golf ball size hail, you're going to be inundated with a thousand roofers in your neighborhood. And very few of them are going to tell you not to file or not going to tell yeah. you to file a claim. They're going to say file, file a claim. That's right. That's right. But how is that going to impact you going forward? Well, and I'm, you know, that's my job as an agent. When a customer calls me and says, Hey, Brad, I need to file a claim. I, I need to advise them on the process on how it happens and the ramifications of filing that claim. And if we're filing claims that, Everybody has a deductible. Everybody's trying to raise their deductible these days to save money. So if we have a $5,000 deductible with $2,000 worth of damage, why aren't we filing a claim? 
There's there's no payout on a claim like that. But people think all the time, well, the guy told me to file the claim, so I filed the claim. And I'm like, well, I understand he told you to file a claim, but if it's not going to benefit you, it's my job to explain to you what your deductible is, what the payout might be, and then make a decision on, hey, do I lose a claim-free discount? I'm going to sell my house in, in six months and I'm going to buy a new house. How does that affect the new purchase of the new house? And in the old days, it was a lot more liberal than it is today. And today it's very, very tight. And the reason that is, is because companies are just, they just don't have the, the, um, they don't have the room, if you will, to write new policies because the, the guidelines by the state of Texas, right? If you, if you have a dollar in premium, you have to sit so much side in reserves to be able to pay claims. And if you don't have that money in reserves, well, you can't write new business. And so right now we have a lot of companies after the inflation and the supply chain demands, it's, it's really flipped our, our, our industry up on its head right now. And everybody's trying to figure out how to become profitable. And there's been several months, several quarters that companies have not been profitable and companies are not going to be in business if they can't be profitable. Period. Well, and you're seeing that, right? We've talked about that. There, there's companies that essentially left the state of Texas, right? They didn't leave the state of Texas. They quit writing quit new writing business because they don't have the capacity to write that new business, right? And so if you don't have the reserve money, you cannot grow your business. And so right now with the cost of claims, the the, the volume of claims, and to be very honest, the cost of roofing, it's not, it's not that you want to go up, it's that your costs go up. Right. It. It's not that I want to charge you more. Or I want to charge you less. It's this is what it costs to me. I have to make a living. And so therefore I have to have my margins. And it's the same thing with the insurance business. If the insurance companies don't have their margins, they're going to quit writing business or they're going to back off writing business and only pick the cream of the crop because they can. And right now there's a lot of companies that have ceased to writing new business in Texas. And so the companies that are writing business are like, you know what? This is our opportunity to take the cream of the crop. And unfortunately, it's not that we don't want every customer out there. It's that we can't afford every customer out there. Right. right. So, so that said, what, what's worst case scenario for, you know, me, John Q homeowner, some guy comes and tells me to file a claim on my roof or, or anything else for that matter. And there's not damage. How, how is that going to negatively affect me in the next six months, year, two years? What, what, what could, it really depends. Uh, every situation is different, yeah. right? Credit's a big driving factor to insurance. Every insurance company is going to rank you based on credit. And so people that have very good credit and take care of their credit, they're going to allow more losses than somebody who is behind on bills and can't, and, and doesn't have as good a credit. They're not going to allow as many claims. And so um, there's so many different factors that go into pricing an insurance policy, the age of the roof. And that's where roofing comes into this play is, on the front end of writing policies, if we don't know somebody's age of roof, Cody and, and Eric, they go out, they look at the roof, they inspect the roof for me and say, hey, this is probably a, a risk you want to pass on or let's go back on the prior insurance company, get them to take care of their responsibility. And unfortunately, we have to manage that more than we did before because of the guidelines. When the guidelines right. in the old days, file the claim, let them take care of it, we'll take care of you. Now, one claim could keep you from getting a new insurance policy. One yeah. claim, yeah. one claim. Um, 25 years in business, I've never seen it where one claim. And that's can not just Allstate. Oh, no, no, it's not. Um, it's, it's, if one claim can keep you from getting insurance, there's a problem, right? And so there are the Texas Fair Plan and there are other subsidiary companies of the big companies that will take more risk. Um, but keep in mind with risk comes a price. And so if you want the preferred price, then the best thing you can do is make sure you're maintaining your property. Make sure you're maintaining your roof. The things that 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 
the insurance companies want you to do to make sure that your risk is low as possible. You have low risk, we give you low price. You have a high risk, we give you a higher price. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that kind of takes me back. You know, you're writing a new policy, right, on a homeowner. And do you advise them to have their roof inspected? 100%. If you're selling your house, if you're getting a new insurance policy, um, you got to keep in mind, you can change your insurance company, right? And the insurance company is going to insure you, but they're only going to insure you for the future. They're not insuring you for the past, right? right? So no matter what happens, if you get a new policy, and let's say you've had your policy for three months and your roof starts leaking, right? Well, you're going to pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, Brad, my roof's leaking. What can you do for me? And I'm like, well, you know, we've last three months, we haven't had any hail storms. We haven't had any storms that have really caused the reason for your roof to leak. This may be your own old insurance company's issue. And if, if it is, you're at the mercy of the sellers dealing with their insurance company because it was technically their damage. Right. And at that point, they don't have to help you. If they want to help you, they can. If they don't want to help you, they don't have to. Um, but we're not insuring for what happened in the past because sure. we weren't taking premium at that time. So we're not going to pay out on something that happened prior to us. Now, we're supposed to inspect that property and do a good job to make sure that that risk is good. And that so for future issues that we are making sure we're taking care of new damage and not old damage. But um, it's 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 a big deal these days. And so, yes, when in the insurance company is going to do their own inspection, I always tell the customer, if you don't know your roof is five years old and you think it may be 10, 12 years old, you don't know prior owner paid for it. You know what? Before we do anything, let's let, let somebody come out. Let's see what kind of condition the roof's in. And if it's in bad condition because it's got damage on it that's caused by a storm, let's get it taken care of, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, there's ways to do that these days, um, but you, you always have to be cognizant of filing that claim can hurt you, right? Yeah, no doubt. Some, some underwriting guidelines are three years, some are five years, some are seven years, and you just have to be very careful. And so having an advisor that can advise you on what's best for you and look, progressive, a trusted guy, advisor, co well, right? look, trusted. I, I call them pimps, right? Because they <laughs> literally will pimp your homeowners out to write your auto insurance because auto insurance is profitable and they don't care who they pimp that homeowners out to. If you go with Geico and they have 37 different carriers, well, they used to have 37. They're probably a lot less today, but they have multiple carriers that want to vie for that homeowner business. Um, and so they will literally say, okay, well, this 3% deductible is fantastic for you. Cause look at this price, right? You're paying $1,800 and this one's $1,300 and you have a 1% deductible and we're selling you a 3%, but I got your auto insurance. Right. And so that's not always the best thing for you. Um, but they don't care, right? They are selling you up right. They're They're it's selling right. you something. It's right. a transaction. They're trying to get you on the books and you know what you have a claim and it's 3% deductible. They'll deal with that three years down the road. Well, and I don't want to cut you off. And I want you to keep going, but I, I think that's what makes you so unique, Brad, and, and what we see. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I, I think you're right, by the way. Um, but but what makes you such a good agent? Absolutely, we have to sell business. Everybody in this room, we we have to sell business. That's the only way we can maintain sure. a business. But what you're so good about, and it goes back to your dad and how he, you know brought you up into this business is taking care of customers, That's right? Because I think so many agents we see, you know, they may have to file a claim or may have some sort of big issue, but they call their agent and their agent just says, we'll call the 1-800. Yeah. Completely okay. disconnected. And Brad's like, no, you call me on my cell phone. If your house is on fire in the middle of the night, I'm going to be standing in the driveway with you trying to figure out what we can do to help. 
That depends and, on how far I have to drive. <laughs> but I will take and a what call. time it is, and if you can hear it over your snoring. <laughs> That's anymore. right. That's right. Um, but but truly, I mean, we we sing Brad's praises, you know, very very highly because of that. And and I think and I think we talked about it that first episode, Eric, is when people ask us all the time. Who is the best carrier? And and honestly, from a claims perspective, it ebbs and flows. I mean, sure. Brad, you've heard it over the years. Oh, all states the hardest when it comes to claims, and you know, State, state Farm, Farm and this and that. And, yep. and 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 that's true. It changes all the time, and they're all difficult in their own way. But do you have somebody who's going to go to bat for you? Do you have somebody who's really going to help you have a hard conversation with you if you need it? Call and make a hard conversation up the chain through the carrier. Knowing the internal processes, knowing yeah, what, what's right for the important. customer. Yes, it's very. It's funny you say that. My job as an agent is, is two things. One, I don't get paid if I don't have a customer, right? And two, I don't have a product to sell if I don't have a relationship <laughs> with Allstate. So right. my job is, is sometimes customers are wrong, right? Yeah. It's not always the customer's right. And sometimes <laughs> they're wrong. They have a contract. They have a policy. And that policy covers some things and some things it doesn't cover. And so when there are things that it does not cover, it becomes a hard conversation sometimes, right? But it is my job to protect the insurance company just as much as it is my job to protect the customer for the insurance company to live up to their side of the contract as well. And so it's a very fine balance that you have to walk. Um, And, um, you know, some people... They're just there to sell policies, right? When it comes claim time, here's the 800 number, call the claims. We don't deal with claims, right? Well, if you have an insurance agent that does not deal with your claims, you're with the wrong insurance agent, right? No you might we as well be with Tyco or Progressive. Yeah, we say it all the time. Absolutely. So um, I have fantastic staff. Um, I do the best job I can to train them. I have one person that when a claim gets open, they reach out to them and say, hey, I know you just opened a claim. Uh, claims can be difficult at times. And so if you have a difficult time with your claim, pick up the phone and call us, right? Because we're there to help you with that process. And when you don't have that, trust me, you're going to know and you're going to say, man, I wish I had an agent. I promise you. I promise you. You're going to wait. I just wish I could pick up the phone and call somebody and get a straight answer, right? That's in my best interest, not their best interest. Well, and today more often than not, what we're seeing is that claim process is so difficult. There's the third party, there's third party people involved across all carriers. Um, We see the adjuster gets changed out. You know, they're there for a portion of the claim. It gets changed out. The homeowners left. Yeah. The homeowners just left going, what do I do? And if they don't have that agent relationship, that advocate for them, um, and we do the best we can to be an advocate as a contractor, but they need somebody who knows those internal processes and knows how to uh, to work within the company that they've contracted with, to your point, to 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 be there for them, and yeah. so not having a you know an agent like yourself is man, it's a tough place to be when you've got a, a multi thousand dollar claim out there. You know, well, I truly, I truly believe that the insurance companies want to do the right thing. I think in today's world, we had COVID, and during COVID, we had a lot of adjusters that weren't working. Right, there was not a whole lot of claims going we on. We weren't seeing them in the field. They they just there wasn't a whole lot going on, so they laid them off. Right. And so now that it's business back as usual, they've had to rehire people and they're not as experienced as the people that they let go. And so I think, I I think what we, what we cross a lot of the time is not that they don't want to take care of you because look, the, uh, the hardest job at an insurance company is an adjuster, right? They are in the middle of a hard time for the insured, right? And the insurance company saying, this is what we cover. And so it's their job to navigate and, and, Sometimes I think they overcompensate for to keep their job of, I just don't want to be wrong for the company. And 
it's my job to make sure that, hey, you're not wrong for the customer, right? Because they're the ones that are paying those premiums. Without those customers, there's no insurance company, right? Yeah. We can have a policy all day long, but if nobody buys it, we have nobody to adjust. Yeah, and really. so um, it's my job to just make sure that, once again, the customer's taken care of in the way that they need to be taken care of. Um, and over the 25 years that I've been in business, I've got to know the claim process. There, It is a claim process. And if you follow the process, I think your insurance company is typically going to take care of the right thing, right? If you think if you're going you to understand buck, that process, if you understand that process or have somebody to help you, do that if process. you want to buck and you want to fight and you want to cuss and you want to scream, they're going to stick their feet in the dirt and they're going to say, I'm sorry, this, this, that's not right. We're not doing this. Right. And so I tell my customers all the time, when you sign up with us at, as, at our agency, it's not your job to fight. Right? It's your job to get a policy with us. And if you have a problem, the claim process is yours and the insurance companies. That's not our process, right? But if our insurance company is not treating you right, it's our job to make sure they do, right? And if if you're not treating the insurance company right, I'm going to tell you, hey, you can't scream and cuss at this guy, right? He's a person too, and he has a life, and, and he just wants to be treated fairly, right? And so you treat them fairly, we'll treat you fairly. And it's just, it's a mediation kind of thing that I do. It's well, customer and I, and I service all the way around. Fairly or, or unfairly. And, and we try to explain this to a lot of homeowners more often than not. There, there is a huge disconnect between the agency and claims. 100%. It is. So, you know, I know from an insurance perspective, maybe not as much so now, but like surveys and things like that are super, super important. Used to be. Yeah. And so now, you know, somebody may have a negative outlook on your agency because the claim process uh, went poorly. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, I mean, let, let's dig into it though, because, but that's, that's why you're there though, I think is to bridge that gap and, and go to bat for the customer and, and same token, go to bat for the insurance company if the homeowner's wrong, but, but that's tough. And we, we do our best as contractors to try to explain that. And, you know, I, I talked about having a trusted advisor and that's what you are because, you know, us being contractors, I think immediately people don't want to trust us. Negative right? connotation. We're, yeah. we're trying to pull one over on them or charge them too much, or, you know, we're in the pocket of the insurance, whatever it may be. But having you in their back pocket to say, listen, what these guys are telling you, us or any other contractor, this is the process that you must follow that have been established by Texas Department of Insurance. I'll tell you, I talk, when I talk to my customer and they say, oh, Brad, they're not paying me this, they're not paying me that. I'm like, you know what? I'll tell you what, let me talk to your contractor. Right. Because a contractor is the one who's in control. Right. You can fight and you can complain, but the contractor is they're the ones that are taking the pictures. They're the ones that are telling you, hey, this is the damage that I see. This is what they owe you for. And if that contractor sitting there telling you, hey, you owe me for a 20 year old fence that's blown over. I'm going to sit there and tell you, I'm sorry, we don't. Right. That fence is 20 years old. It's aged. And un unfortunately, your policy doesn't cover that. Right. Um, but if your contractor is saying you've got textbook hail damage on your roof and the insurance company didn't want to pay for it. I'm like, send me the proof. Let me see it. If I see it, it looks legitimate. I'm going to send it to the insurance company and say, Hey guys, look, we have damage on this roof that the adjuster went out there and, and I'm not saying he did a bad job. I'm just saying maybe he, well, he's inexperienced. It's likely not an adjuster anymore. Well, correct. Correct. So maybe they're just inexperienced and there's a lot of inexperience in this industry. And until they get to the point where they know what they're doing in a, in a, a, a an adjuster makes all the difference in the world. You get some fantastic adjusters that have been doing this for 20 years. They know what they're doing. Value the and it is the 100% greatest experience you've it had. It absolutely is. And then there's contract or adjusters that have been in the business for six months. And it's not that they don't want to do the right thing. It's that they're scared to do the right scared, thing. Scared. Yeah. 
They're scared to do the right thing. They are. They're scared to write and turn in an estimate for $30,000 on a roof. Uh, We're afraid of being wrong. And and I don't know if I should say this or not, but we see it a lot because they have a certain threshold they're able to write to, right? That's right. And it's funny. For a reason. Yeah. Yeah, No, and rightfully so, but we'll see it a lot. No, this roof is just blasted. But it's funny. All the repairs will equal exactly what the deductible is. I mean, so there's zero payout. So no red flags or raises. It's like, well, keep in mind too, come on, man. the first time they come out, that's just a starting point. Right. And so if they, and that's tell right you, now, it used to not be that right. way. Right. It is a starting point. And the starting point is now the very beginning of a very long process. Unfortunately, can to be significantly shorter. It can be. Yes. Uh, in the old days, you got an actual adjuster who came to your house, who had a computer in the car, who had a printer, had in, the a car, printer in the car, and he could actually print you a check <laughs> yeah. minus your deductible for your damages, yeah. right? And those were the good old we days. Sound like a bunch of old men, man. man those were the glory I mean, days. I, unfortunately, we do. And I, maybe I'm not 25; I am 45. <laughs> and and there were good old days, but you know, it 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 really was. We had some great adjusters. They they come out there. They represent the company well. They represent the agency well. And the customers would call me and they say, man, that was fantastic. I got a check in my hand. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you on the same process for auto, I can do that same process today. You can literally have an accident today. Your car's drivable. You can drive it to my office. I'll file the claim right there for you. I'll walk out the parking lot. I'll virtual assist an adjuster. I'll show them all the damage. You'll walk out of my office and within 30 minutes, you have money in your bank account to go get your car fixed. Yeah. It is fantastic. And I understand that. I, I get absolutely. that, right? On an auto, it's it's, it's easy. It's easier. It is. On a roof, there's so many components and, age, and various yeah. things. Yeah, age, components. How long steepness. you've had your policy? Is this I, our damage? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Storm the poli- yeah. there's so many. And I don't think people realize that, Brad. And it's certainly not a long conversation for today. But man, the policy I had 20 years ago, you know, prior to moving two times is way different than the policy no I have today. It. And they're all different. Yes. And if you don't have an agent who understands what your policy was, man, it, it is an uphill battle and you will not understand what's covered and what's not covered. Mike and I dealt with that the other day. We have, you know, you have customers that price is the most important thing, right? And unfortunately, price doesn't always buy you coverage, right? And to me, I tell my staff all the time, you sell a policy the way you want to buy it, right? If you would not buy that policy, don't you dare try to sell it to somebody. Right. But when you put the coverage on there that you're comfortable with and you would buy for yourself, then that's when you should sell that to the customer. Right. So don't ever try to tell something that you would not buy. And there are a lot of agents out there. And I say agents, we all have staff. Mm -hmm. They all work on commission. They all work on trying to make a living for their family. Right. And so are they incentivized at some point to sell something that's not best for you, but is good for them? I get it. Right. But as an agent, when I have staff, whatever they sell, they may not be with me in five years. They may not be with me in 10 years, but guess what? I'm still responsible. Well, and I think that's the key. And, and Eric and I talk about this a lot um, is, you know, we will we'll probably say this every episode. We tell people not to file a claim way more often than we tell them to file a claim. Right. And that, that is not good from bottom yeah. line. Right. We don't make any that's, money unless yeah, we're good for the database, but that's about it. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. But that's it's good for the, the credibility and the trust factor, but right. uh, it's but not. We, yes. Would we love to have that customer today? Absolutely. We would, but we want to have that customer for life. That's right. And, and I think that's, that's what you do. A hundred percent. Right. That's and I, you talk about selling something and I, 
I made this post the other day and I, I think about it all the time when I kind of get rooked or whatever and don't, <laughs> don't spend the money on stuff. But the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price are forgotten. And I don't think there's any truer words that have ever been said. You know, you, you absolutely get what you pay for. Yeah, We've all learned it, whether it's a gun or a, a home or a pair of boots or whatever Old truck or whatever it is, an yeah. insurance policy, because <clears throat> we, we see that we run across it a lot and, and probably more so in, in the past few years where people are trying to save a buck is they'll call their agent or insurance company 800 number and say, well, my insurance rates are just too high. Oh, well, we can fix that for you. Don't worry about it. You, it'll be reflected on your next bill. What did they do? You don't get something for nothing. No, you don't. Right? Your deductible no, goes deductible up. Your coverage goes down. It starts. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you run across that because people call you and like, you can't say, oh, you know what? I really like you and I understand where you're coming from. I'm going to reduce your premium by 25%. Yeah. Brad's not that, that's how day. it works, right? Wanna, and if it does work that way, I want it taken care of right yeah. now. Yeah. I'll be calling you on Monday if that's the case. <laughs> I've got the fairy magic wall in the back pocket. Don't you know? Uh, yeah. We don't do. set price. We just were able to. The only thing that sets price is your coverage, right? right? The company sets the price based on the amount of coverage you buy. And if you don't buy the right coverage, then that price you pay may not cover what you want. And it's pretty that it's, 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 simple it's, as that. it's, it's, there, it's very simple. And, you know, I tell, I tell real estate agents and mortgage people all the time. I'm like, your job is to, these people are going to buy three, four houses in their lifetime, right? Yeah. If you could be their mortgage or real estate agent, every time they buy a house, it's one less customer you have to go find. Right. Sure. And so I tell them, when you decide who you want to do business with and you want to refer an insurance agent, you want to refer a roofer, whoever you want to refer, your influence, your circle of influence is what I call it. Whoever you want to refer to people, if you're referring to somebody to uh, a guy who, who is transactional and doesn't care about the, about the future and all they care about is the now, then you're going to look really bad. And when they go to get the next mortgage or they go to get sell the next house, they're not going to, they're not going to call you. Yeah, right. But if you send somebody to them, like, like, our agency and, and, and we take care of them. And three years down the road, I say, Hey, have you talked to John over there? How, how's John doing? And, you know, John sent you over to me three years ago. Oh, you know what? I haven't thought about John in a long time. He was a really great guy. And I'm like, well, man, he's a fantastic guy, right? Next time you sell a house, I sure hope you call John back. Right. Because that's what the business is all about. Yeah, no doubt. And that's, I, I think to, you know, birds of a feather and part of why you're sitting at this desk and, Actually, everybody in this room, for that matter, is I think we're all fairly like minded and, and take care of customers in the same way. And that's those are the only type of people we want to work with. Yeah. You know, and I, I, th I think that's why, you know, yes, our friendship goes a long way. But if I didn't take care of, you know, customers that that we deal with in a way that that made you look good, made me look good, this relationship would probably cease to exist. Yeah, right. 100%. It ain't about me. It's about the customer, right? That's it. It's what is best for them. And like you said, there are many times you go to a property, I'm sure, and say, hey, look, I, I don't want to tell you this, but your roof's 10 years old and it's in pretty good shape, yep. right? Yep. But say you're going to have to pay the premium for 10-year-old roof, right? And hopefully before it gets too old, you get, a, you get a good storm and they can replace your roof, right? And we're in Texas and that's going to happen. It's going to happen. I, I'd much rather be honest with you today because and, and this is an interesting story. It, I don't know how interesting it is to anybody outside of the roofing business or insurance, but Eric and I, it was about the time Eric started and he had somebody who, who had a roof, um, pretty poor form. It was old. We went out there and we looked at it and actually I should probably let you tell the story, Eric, but Christina Klein. Oh yeah. Um, go ahead. I'll yeah. So she was, um, she was a, a friend of ours and, and we went out and looked at a roof and she had, um, uh, she had, 
little damage, not much worth, you know, really filing, but it was close. It was an aged out roof. She was in kind of a territory that gets hit regularly. And so she was with the carrier and I said, Hey, look, um, we've seen recently in the past and Cody had obviously been doing this a lot longer than I had that this particular carrier had, had moved folks over to a 2% deductible. Um, she didn't know it. She didn't know. I said, you might want to check your policy. Just call your agent and see, you know, see how things are going, see what your policy is because you want to be in a good shape when it's time when this, and this roof is, is close. And sure enough, <clears throat> she called back and she was like, Hey, I called the agent and I do, I have a 2% deductible. Um, I was able to move it to a 1% and it wasn't, I don't know, six months later, eight months oh, it was later. Like, it was weeks. Maybe it was just weeks. That area yeah, got, got, got a, blasted. a blasted storm. And we went out there and we're like, yeah, you're, you're good. You're ready. Call your agent. And sure enough, she did. And she was, I mean, so grateful that she was able to make that move prior um, yes, she had to pay more for it. It's a premium, right? You get what you pay for. She had to take that risk of I'm willing to pay a little bit more now because I don't want to pay that that chunk later. Um, but we could have just as easily wins in Vegas like that. Well, no, and, no. And but if some door knocker could have gone out there. They wouldn't have taken the day before us. Yeah. File a claim. File a claim. File a claim. It wouldn't have taken the time, and she would have been potentially a claim opened, a two percent deductible. Well, let what, me what let me explain something to you real quick because that's that, that brings up a point here. Let's say that did happen, right? And they got a 2% deductible and that 2% deductible is $7,000, okay? The insurance company comes out and they say, you know what? You do have some damage here and it's $3,500, right? And so you've got a $7,000 deductible. You got $3,500 worth of damage. We ain't paying you nothing. Zero claim. But the next time you have a claim, guess what? If you don't have a receipt for $3,500 worth of damage that you had, they're not paying you again. They've already acknowledged it once. You didn't take mm -hmm. care of it. We're not paying you a second time. So even though I didn't pay you, we're not going to acknowledge that damage. So, so, so now you've that, got a seven thousand dollar deductible plus thirty five hundred thirty five, right? So now 35. you're in the whole ten five on a full replacement. And people don't get that. So having someone like That's you that can the worst situation. Well, and really having is. somebody like you that can walk somebody through that, that has the knowledge and the experience, and just honestly the give a damn to tell somebody that this is where you could be at. Right and walk them through that. It's, it's very important. It is. Well, and uh, there, there, there's another thing. There's a lot of things we got to get to today. So I hope everybody's blocked off. The yeah. Evening. We're going yeah. to be here. Gonna be, here. <laughs> be for a minute. Can I but, get another drink? <laughs> <laughs> um, the roof payment schedule. Okay. All right. So you know what it is for all state. I think lots of carriers that that number is changing, not, not for the better of the homeowner. What is that, Brad? And why is that so important? So I can speak for Allstate specifically because that's what I know the most. There are other companies that have roof surface payment schedules, right? But everybody calls it something different. It's It, it, it really comes down to it's an actual cash value coverage, right? Except for actual cash value coverage, I can really depreciate your roof whatever I want to based off of how old I think your roof is, right? On a scheduled roof surface payment schedule, it's very simple. If your roof is five years old and you don't have replacement cost, you have the roof surface payment schedule. They're going to depreciate your roof 3% every year. So you have a 15% depreciation plus your deductible, and we're going to give you the rest, right? Now, we will insure your roof with a replacement cost all the way to age 16 if you put the right coverage on it, right? And you would be shocked how much that right coverage costs. Mm -hmm. It's not that much. Right. But if I want to strip your coverage down and I want to sell a cheaper premium than the other guy next door because he's selling Allstate too or he's selling whatever it is, but he's not putting the same endorsements. I'm $80 cheaper, but I've got replacement costs and you don't, right? And if they don't know that, they're going to go, well, why would I take the $80 cheaper policy, right? And it happens all the time. And I'm like, well, this is why 
and nobody really cares until they care. Until there's a storm. Yeah. Until and so, they have a claim. And, and we have to explain this a lot, and I'm sure you do, actual cash value compared to replacement cost. So let's assume you, you hit your 16, you've hit your 17, you've had to file a claim. Explain that, Brett. It's most simple with an electronic, right? You have a, you have a TV that at brand new, it's $1,500 TV. Well, in two years, that TV is now worth $200, right. okay? Because there's new technology, things depreciate very quickly in that industry. So if, you're, if your replacement cost is $1,500, we're going to pay you $1,500. If your actual cash value policy, we're going to pay you $200, okay? Now, on a roof, there is depreciation and it's scheduled out on your adjuster side. Scale. That's right. So they're going to say... I'm going to use easy numbers here. Your, your roof replacement is $10,000. It's more like $20,000 these days, but it's, let's say it's yeah. 10,000. You got a $2,000 deductible. You got 3000 in depreciation. We're going to give you a check for five, $5,000, yeah. right? If you have a replacement cost policy, when you replace the roof, we're giving you your $3,000 back, but you have to show us you spent the $10,000, right. right? If you spent $8,000, guess what we're going to do? We're going to take the $2,000 deductible out of $8,000 now your claim $6,000, we're going to give you $1,000 you back, one, yep. right? And so people think all the time, well, I'm just going to go with the cheapest guy because he may not be putting underlayment down or he may not be putting ice and water yeah, shield he's down. He's cheap. It doesn't he, matter. Yeah. He's cutting corners, right? Because he's cheaper than you. And so he thinks he's going to get the job. But in, when it comes down to it, when you turn in your paperwork to the insurance company, they're going to look at what you paid. They're going to take your deductible out. And if they've already overpaid you, they're not paying you anymore. They're not giving you your appreciation back. But if you spend the money, you put the right roof on, you put the right underlayment down and you do everything right and you spend all the money, you're going to get your full depreciation back. You're still going to be out your deductible because that's what you chose when you bought your policy. But um, that's the difference between replacement costs and actual cash value. And there's a lot of companies out there these days that want to and will go to actual cash value because it's less risk to the insurance company, which makes their profits better. Right. I think I think we're getting there with a lot of them. I think I think hey, unfortunately, it's coming. It's, yeah. I, I hate to even think that, Cody. I, know. I hate I, to even trust think me. that. <laughs> I do too. I do. Um, I mean, if that's the case, we'll all have twenty-year-old roofs until they start leaking and falling apart, right. and then we'll try to sell the house, right? And we'll take less money for the house because we can't afford to replace the roof. And well, so, and so you you mentioned you know the you know somebody who who may cut corners or whatever and and turn you know has a has a lower price. So so we 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 encounter that a lot in in our day to day. I, I and, call it two chucks in a truck. Yeah yeah but yeah. Um, and so is that with a CA? <laughs> and so so what we we come across a lot is that hey um, I was told by uh, I need to file or I need to uh, get three or four bids, multiple bids, multiple bids for, for my roof. Can you just give me a bid? So explain that to us, explain that process. And how do you, if a customer calls you and says, Hey, uh, Eric and Cody were at the house. They say we need to file a claim, um, but I'm supposed to get a few bids. How, how do you handle that? So to me, it's about choosing the best contractor, right? I don't care what your price is. The insurance, the insurance industry has software that dictates price, right? It's called Xactimate. Some of them use some other, uh, platform, whatever they may use. But if you have to take off 10 squares and have to put 10 squares back on, the system tells them how much those 10 squares cost, how all much the, the labor is, all, all the, components. the components, what the labor is. And they say, this is the price, right? Now you may be able to justify to the insurance company that our price is a little bit more by two or 300 bucks because of this, or because of that, but that becomes a negotiation between you and the insurance company. But ultimately the price is set by the insurance company, right? And so, 
and the state of Texas now. Well, May, not not by contract, pri- not the price, but the way the contract is where it, I mean, think of your medical insurance, right? Do you get to negotiate what you're paying on an insurance claim after you have surgery? Just kind of insurance I buy, I do actually. Okay, but that, <laughs> well, now? that's different. But that's different now. So, so we equated a lot of times deductible and copay. Right. It's the same thing, right? It's just it our industry; it's been skewed a bit. It is right. So, once again, I kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. If your roof is ten thousand dollars and your roofer does it for eight thousand dollars, you're just getting two thousand dollars less, right. right? The insurance company <laughs> is going to change their numbers to what the roofer says. They're going to take the low number because they're, gonna, they're, they're less. But you're not getting that as a homeowner. You're not. And, getting and that what issue. is the law state, Brad? State it eloquently. You as a homeowner, are you able to profit from an insurance claim? You mean commit insurance fraud? Oh, is that? Oh, that's, that's how you, that's, you said it. So eloquently. Fraud, that's what it's called. That's I, what it's I called. had a conversation with a lady yesterday. She's like, Brad, I need to add this car. I bought it a, a couple of months. I kind of, I bought it eight, eight days ago, whatever it was. Um, and I, I talked to her and I asked her some questions. I'm like, you can't do that. Right. You just can't do that. The insurance company's not going to take, take care of you. Right. That's, that's insurance fraud and, and it's not allowed. Right. And I promise you the insurance companies have investigative units. And if they think you're defrauding them, they're going to come after you. Right. So you have a deductible, right? These days, like I said, everybody wants to go to a 2% deductible because their price is cheaper. We take the time to explain to them at the time of loss, this is what your cost will be right now. You may be saving that money back every two to three years. And I may say, Hey, that's a really good deal. Right. If you're saving it back every three years, you're not going to have a hailstorm every three years. You might, but the likelihood is not right? right. You may have it seven or eight years. So you've saved that deductible three times now. So that makes sense to me, but there's always a, a, a math equation that we do for the customer and say, Hey, this is worth it. Or this is not this worth is your it. risk. Or yes. look, can you afford $7,000 out of your pocket right now? If you have a, if you have a hill tomorrow, tomorrow hell strikes, right. Can you afford $7,000? Right. Would you, would you need that $7,000 to pay for, whatever you may have. And if you don't have that $7,000, would you rather pay $23 a month more to have the lower deductible pay 3,500 or would you rather have the higher deductible? And that's, that's our job of, you know, look, I got customers that leave me, right? Unfortunately, I don't want them to leave me. I I do my best, but they got this price over here and it's a shiny object. object. How long does that price typically last Brad? When they chase that shiny object? Very short one time. Yeah. One renewal, <laughs> one renewal. So they, they literally come to, well, look, I got this price and I'm looking at them. I go, so you have a $3,000 deductible right with me right now, right? This one's a $6,000 deductible. So if I raise your deductible to $6,000, they're saving you nothing. Now they're costing you 200 bucks. Do you really want to leave me because you're saving yourself yeah. $200? when I could do the same deductible for you. And they're not telling you that they're not selling you. Hey, look, you have, you have a $3,000 deductible. We're a $6,000 deductible. We're $200 cheaper, right? Right. We're we're $1,200 cheaper because you got a higher deductible. Yeah. They're leading with the savings and not talking about the remainder of it. That's correct. And so um, look, there's times that I look at people's stuff and I say, Hey, go take it. Right. Because I have, I have staff. That's right. It makes sense. And you're my friend. You're my customer. You're my family. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes sense for you is what I care about. Right. Because guess what? Every, every person that cancels a policy with me, I have staff and guess what they, they live on. They live on commission. Right. So every six months, every year, whenever you go to another carrier and that carrier goes up on you, my staff and me, we're going to be calling you saying, Hey, I know you left us. I hate that you left us overpriced, but let's see what we can do for you now. 
right. right? Because every carrier is going up right now. So we have, I call it our gold in a box. We have gold in a box. Anytime you want to go digging for gold, just call these customers. They know what kind of service we provide. Yeah. If we can offer them an affordable price, they will come back. Right. And so um, deductibles are a really big thing. The, the way the world's changing right now, the prices of these homeowners in Texas for every, if you look at your, your pie, your premiums, a hundred dollars, 65 to $67 of that hundred dollars goes towards your wind and hail deductible. That's your roof. Right. So that is the biggest peril that we insure that. Yeah, for that's in a Texas. Great, I just said that. Right. So, so, if so that's the we, biggest peril, then we want to inspect it. We want to, we want to make sure where we're, we're getting yeah. a good roof that we're not going to have the first little hailstorm that, didn't hit your roof, but it hit two blocks down the road, and now we have to pay for your roof. Well, and I, I, I've got two questions I want to ask, um, and it goes back to the you said it's a math problem. But one, the importance of an inspection on the front end and understanding the age of your roof. So people are very hesitant to file claims a lot of times because they're afraid it's going to raise their rates, right? And that's just a total it's against misconception. the law. They, it's they, against they, the law. They don't understand that, right? Right. Weather-related claims cannot affect related, your brain. Right. But more often than not, weather-related, weather-related, weather more Freeze, often than hail. not, if they get a new roof, what does it do to their rates? Actually, it goes down. Right. Yeah. Right. And Is I, Shaley still on here? Shaley, I, well, I don't know. So <laughs> let's say you have a 12-year-old roof, right? Your premium's pretty high, right? But yeah. if you have a brand new roof, it literally could make a $1,200, $1,300, $1,500 difference because yeah. now your risk is less. Yeah. You have a brand new roof on the likelihood of it has storming out next spring. Not, not likely. Right. Right. Yeah. We have a golf ball, baseball size hill storm. Well, all bets are off at that That's point. Right. Everything's yeah. getting replaced. Yeah, everything, right? yeah. But if you have a little golf ball size or, or Shaley's still there. Okay. Tell them about mine going down. She says. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked yesterday and she was very happy because you know, she got a new roof and it reduced her price considerably. You're welcome to Shaley from so, me and from Brad. That's right. And so, um, to the contrary, what people think, claims for weather-related claims do not affect your rate. Now, unfortunately, now it can affect your qualification for a new policy. But as far as your rate, if you have a new roof compared to an old roof, your new roof is going to be cheaper than your old roof. 100%. Don't care what of the circumstances you have, a brand new roof compared to a 12-year-old roof is thousands of dollars cheaper. Well, and I'll I'll plug you right here, Brad. Um, so, so when we deal with people and they've had to replace their roof and we we're explaining this to them and maybe they've had a bad experience with an agent or a claims process. Is there ever a better time to shop your insurance than when you've got a brand new roof? With me? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes and no. I mean, your current company should take care of you, right? They should. If they have internal, but processes. as I said, if it was, if you've had a poor agent who hasn't taken care of you, hasn't helped you understand Lack of customer those. service, yes. you're frustrated with you've them. had to fight the insurance company by yourself. I tell them, go find you a good agent. Yes. Go find you a good agent. We do too. You'll get, and you, that's, get that's you a new price. That's exactly what we say. Absolutely. You guys, you guys referred uh, a lady to me the other day and the experience they had with you was fantastic. My job was, hey, give them a decent price. Give them a. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. it was like, just, just, just take care of these guys. They've teed it up for you, right? Just take care of them, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be in the ballpark. And yeah. so, referral business, I closed it at about 70 percent. It's fantastic, right? Yeah. My internet leads or warm transfers, whatever they are, ten to fifteen yeah. percent, right? It's because they're being referred to me by somebody who knows what happens in the industry and knows that I'll take care of them when there's a problem. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so the second part of my question a minute ago, you, you had mentioned everything kind of becomes a math problem, right? So we, we get it a lot, actually, maybe not as much anymore because we're not meeting adjusters in the field as much, but probably two years ago, three years ago, I guess, I don't know. They all run together, but adjusters would start talking to the homeowner when they purchased the roof, man, you should really think about a class four impact resistant roof. Tell me your thoughts. So let's start with what is a class four. I was four. To say, okay. what is an impact resistant roof? An impact resistant roof is a higher grade roof that has been through UL testing and it stands up to wind. It stands up to hail, right? And so every time you get wind and every time you get hail, you're not going to have to replace your roof because it's impact resistant, right? Now we have a baseball size storm. I don't care what kind of roof you have. Yeah. It's going to have damage, right? So um, the impact resistant typically is going to come. There's a class one, two, three, and four. There's four different classes of shingles. The three and four shingles will give you a discount. And so um, in the old days, my thought process was, you know what? It's not worth the cost, right? Today, I'm going to tell you if somebody wants to look but, at real it. Real quick. Yeah. Don't, don't skip that. So not, not worth the cost. Once again, the older your roof gets, the more it costs you. Every year, right? Every the premiums year. are going to go up Every, it, it, because absolutely. you're more likely to file a claim. That's correct. Well, and then on the front end too, like unless you already have a class four on your home and you're, you're making that upgrade, that's an out-of-pocket expense for out insurance pays for same like and kind. So right. if you're wanting to upgrade and they've heard from their neighbor about a class four, they customer has to be, you know, understanding that that Delta for that shingle is going to be out of pocket. Yes. It will be covered at that, at that time of installment, but for right now, they got to come out of pocket. With the way roofing is driving the pricing in industry, I don't understand why they don't discount it more, right? But right now, you could probably bank on about a 20% discount, right? Yeah. So I have customers tell me all the time, hey, the roofer's talking to me about an impact-resistant roof. What is my cost? I can literally go in and do a quote for you and say, if you put a brand new roof on, here's your cost. If you if you upgrade that to an impact-resistant roof, what's your out-of-pocket? 1200 bucks, 1500 bucks, 2500 bucks, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If I'm saving you an extra $500, you just take the difference and say, okay, every three years I go with this shingle, I've just made my money back on that shingle. And so there are times I say, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Right. And so, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a consult, right? What, what, what's best for me. Um, and not every situation is going to be best for an impact resistant shingle. Agreed completely. Um, so I don't have a class four shingle Neither on my roof. Life. You don't either. Neither do I. Just um, there we go. Every, everybody here. <laughs> I wish I had you do. Yeah. And this yeah. guy over this here, guy here, he yeah. wants a new roof. I'm <laughs> certain of it. <laughs> but, but, but the other problem, and I, I see it a lot, um, like specifically in Mansfield, I think. So there was a big storm that came through Mansfield in 2008. And I think there was a lot of upgrading of shingles um, into to various types of shingles, be it, you know, Decra or, um, you know, 40 year, 50 year shingles, stuff like that. So now we've got these guys who have really crummy old looking shingles on the roof and they, and their premiums have gotten really high, you know, 15, 20 years later, there's nothing they can do about it. I mean, there's, there's no storm damage on this roof. Cause I, man, I've got customers that say customers, they've never been a customer. You don't have any customers. They're, they're leads that I go out and I look at their roof probably two times a year because they're ready for a new right. roof. Yeah. I've, got one one. Well. I've got one as well that he's, he's pushing Can't do it. 35 years with a shingle and there's nothing on his roof. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. And so they're like, but my premiums are so high. I'm like, the only way you're going to affect that is if you pay for a roof out of pocket because there's no storm damage on this roof. And so there's no hail turtle. Like there's a rain turtle. Is there? 
There's no what? Rain, hell turtle, like the rain turtle. You know, people draw, draw the rain turtles. Help it rains. Oh, we do the hell dance. I mean, uh, I don't, well, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the turtle. Yeah, I don't know, you the, don't know the rain turtle. Uh-uh. Oh, well, except you need rain. Somebody's, I guess it's probably an old Indian thing. They draw the, the rain turtle so they can get some rain. Well, okay. People are like, I want some hell so I can get a new roof. There's, there's, there's no. Uh, it's only roofers who are doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's the dance. Yeah, I guess so. So, <laughs> yeah, but, it, I, but I, I, I want to follow up. Excuse me, Cody. I want to follow up. So, like, I don't know if you know the math off the top of your head, but, like, so you get a 20% savings on that class four. So, at what point with the age of the roof increasing, increasing, do you eat that, eat that up? And then you're kind of stuck. Is it five have, years? Is I it have, 10 years? I no idea. But I think yeah, that's going to vary too, depending yeah. upon the area. So, so that's the thing that I, I don't think people really get. So I'm, I'm going to use Frisco as an example, yeah. right? Over the past few years, yeah. man, we're roofing houses up there Colin every, County, every 18 months. Yeah. So their <laughs> premiums go up as a, I don't know, conglomerate of, of homes more so than it's a risk factor. I don't know. Right into the county. Right. 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 So, and because maybe there's more risk up there now claims paid out. Yeah. Those rates are going to go up higher. Maybe not you as the individual, they're going to go up higher generally. So that's going to vary. And I I think that's what makes that really difficult to answer. I would assume because you don't know necessarily, you know, this area, I mean, I'm trying to uh, Frisco again, 10 years ago, Frisco was nothing. The population growth out there has been outstanding. Yeah. So So that's what's caused the price to, Mansfield was no different, right? Yeah. Twenty years ago in Mansfield, it's farms. It was. It was. Yeah. You know, we're we're the we're hitting cattle, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, we're not paying for cattle, right? Mm-hmm. So oh. now we're hitting rooftops, and it's caused a lot of growth. Mansfield's premiums have grown, and so you see the Collin County area; they have grown a lot. And and if you if you look at weather patterns, I don't care over ten years, a hundred years, North Texas, Oklahoma. We're in a swath that gets a lot of hailstorms. Yeah. The cold fronts meet the the warm the the I'm sorry the southern airs meet the northern airs in North Texas and Oklahoma, which causes the hailstorms. And so we're in a hell prone area that we're going to have. And that's why I tell people I'm like, if you can save your money every three years, it's a no brainer, right? If it's five to seven years, eh, that's a question that you want only that's you can answer, right? right? Yeah. I don't know your financial situation, so if it's five to seven years that it's going to take to recover that money. You go make the decision. But if it's three years, I'm sitting here telling you it's probably worth it. Yeah. And I, I think, I don't know how many young homeowners there are anymore. Things have gotten so expensive. Live in apartments, yeah. But but odds are you're not going to be in that house very long. 100%. Right? So, do, so does, it, does it make to, the sense to pay an extra $5,000 on an upgraded roof? I had that conversation with a client just the other day. He was asking me, he's like, hey, Brad, he's in the real estate business. They typically move three, five years. They've got younger kids, so they might stay a little bit longer. But he was asking me about upgrading to an impact resistant shingle. I'm like, well, I know what you do for a living. I know how long you've lived in your last houses. How long do you expect to be in this house? Yeah. He goes, I don't know, Brad, maybe three to five years. I'm like, then why are you spending extra yeah. money? Uh, right. Don't do it. Nobody's going to give you $5,000 more get, for your house. Yeah, you're not, you're you don't get to list that. It's not going to be on the listing. Now yeah. you are helping the buyer, right? Because when the buyer comes in, you might be a little bit more marketable because you're saving them 20% on their insurance. So if sure. that, if that averages out to you and makes sense to you, ways to a sale or a quicker sale, then maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're getting short on time. I want to be respectful of everybody here. Real quick, if you can, metal roofs, cosmetic exclusion. Yeah. Explain what good, bad, is. otherwise. Yeah. I mean, metal, metal roofs typically get replaced for technicality regions, right? Because the, the, the metals up there, it's, it's getting dings in it and you're going to see the ding and that's cosmetic, right? Cosmetic. 
Now, if it's if it's hitting a seam and it busts the seam and you have a leak, now the 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 integrity of the roof is damaged, and that is what they consider damage on a metal roof. But if it's just a ding and you can look sit in the driveway and you can look say, man, I've got dings all on my roof, and I'm like, but is your roof leaking? Is it functioning? It's is it shedding water? That's, yeah, it's functioning. Then it's not something that they're going to replace. It has to damage the integrity of the roof. And, and so there's a different, everybody has a different definition of integrity, right? It knocked the, it chipped the roof. And to me, if it's chipping the roof, well, that's integrity of the roof, right? Because they put a coating on that roof for a reason. And if it chips the coating off, now the integrity of that roof is damaged and it might start rusting and you might have other issues, but the insurance adjuster may say, no, that's not, that's just cosmetic. Well, that's when I say sometimes it becomes a technicality and you have to go different directions to get the insurance companies to acknowledge it as a structural damage and not just a cosmetic damage. But on a cosmet on a uh, composition roof, we 100 percent co cover cosmetic damage. Right. Um, and, today. and today and in the future, that's that was just to say in the future with the way that the roofs are driving the, the, the cost of roofing, they may offer if you exclude your cosmetic damage, we'll give you a better price. We're seeing that now. I, um, I've seen it. Well, it, um, it's, it's essentially cosmetic exclusion when they, when they put that roof. roof on, yeah, on a comp roof. Yeah. I won't say with who or what, but, but yeah, it's there. Well, um, there are companies out there that do cover your roof, but if you have gutters and you have, chimney covers and that kind of stuff. They're excluding that soft yeah, metal damage. All the soft metals, yeah, yeah. Allstate doesn't do that, but all that does is just add to your deductible, right? right. Because your gutters uh, sometimes are damaged. Sometimes they're not damaged. They just got dings in them and you can put the gutters back up and use the gutters again. But, um, you know, a cosmetic exclusion on a roof, not a big deal, although it does age your roof a lot faster when you have damage to the roof. It's cosmetic. In the summers, we have a lot of heat. You don't have good ventilation. It will bake that roof out and it, it, it ages your roof a lot quicker than if it didn't have damage. So granules go away. They don't come back. <laughs> you can't just sprinkle them on there. No. Um, yeah. Maybe somebody yeah, could, maybe that, there's another business yeah, idea. There we go. Yeah. The wheels are turning. Um, okay. Now we're, we're already over. So give us a few minutes if you can. So the, the biggest thing we run into now more so than ever, Brad is, you know, we've gone out, we've looked at a homeowner's roof, roof's blasted. We believe it. We know it. We see it. And then an adjuster comes out and denies it. What's a homeowner do from there? <clears throat> Call your agent. If you have one. Yeah. Um, there's a process to every claim, right? And if you know the process, more than likely when you get to the end of it, you're going to be in a good shape, right? Don't fight. Don't scream. Don't cuss. Don't say, I hate my insurance company because they're all insurance companies, right? Um, just pick up the phone, call your agent and say, Hey, this is what's happened. What do I do? Right. And, and if you call me and ask me what you're going to do, I ask you, have your roofer take pictures, send me an estimate for the damages. I'll review it. And if I think it's legitimate, I'll pass it on to Allstate and say, Hey, um, my customers showed me some damage here. The adjuster didn't acknowledge it. <clears throat> I'd like to have a second look on the, on the roof and they'll give me a second look. They'll send me usually send an adjuster back out there. Sometimes you get the old process and you get the old adjusters that come out. And sometimes you still get the new process and they take pictures, send it to Just an inside adjuster. Um, but I will tell you seven to eight out of 10 times, maybe nine out of 10 times they pay for your roof. So right? do you recommend the homeowners having a contractor present? When 100% of the time, 
100 percent of the time if 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 they're not there the first time the second time they better be there right um and so if it doesn't happen the second time there's other processes that come in the contract called appraisal appraisal processes you can take the insurance company to the appraisal process if you want to it's time consuming it costs money there's some things that you have to do and if you feel that it's warranted enough then you do it if you don't think that it's warranted enough hopefully they didn't pay you three thousand dollars with a five thousand dollar deductible Go get the three thousand dollars repaired, or turn they ain't going to pay you. Next in, yeah, time. turn an invoice and show show uh, yeah. record of repair. That's correct. Well, and then it comes down to, and we'll say it. We're gonna we're gonna say it into perpetuity. You gotta have a trusted advisor. Yeah, you you've got to trust your contractor to know that they've been around and understand the processes. You you gotta understand that your agent is a trusted advisor who understands these processes and knows what to do, and trust in your contractor that they're saying and doing the right thing. Otherwise, you're just spinning wheels. And a professional roofer goes so long with adjusters. It just does. I mean, if you've got a guy over here that's wanting to fight and kick him and push him off the roof, they're going to fight back. Yeah. Right. If right. you if you treat him with the, the utmost respect and and hey, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming out today. I you know I agree to I agree to disagree. Yeah. That's uh, all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Right. It, it should end right there. That's right. Shake your hand. Say have a nice day. Thank you for your time. I appreciate what you do. Thanks for being here for the customer. Because there are processes, right? There are processes. We can disagree and we can move on and, and figure it out later on down the road. Because everybody's been wrong once or twice, myself no. included. No. But there's a process. Let's make sure I'm right or wrong. If the contractor fights and cusses and tries to pick a fight in your front yard, all they're going to do is document your file. Right. That's it. That's it. Right. And you're not going to get your way. They're no. probably going to advise you to find another contractor. Yeah. At that point, you're not even showing value to your homeowner at that point. So right. Most of it's just posturing. I mean, yeah. most of they're posting that stuff on Facebook, yeah. trying to look cool in front of other contractors, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it as much anymore. Um, maybe just because I don't follow those guys, but, but I would avoid that. All right. So we're a minute five or an hour five in rather. Already. I told you. Yeah. I told you it was going to go fast. You want to go another hour? <laughs> I don't. I think our tens of tens will turn into twos of twos. Yeah, I know. I know. They already have. I'm certain of it. Um, okay. So, so final thing, Brad. Um, dealing with contractors, us, any other contractors. Is there any big horror story, you know, from an insurance perspective, and in picking a wrong contractor that you can think of that really like makes you think about the process, think about what you're doing? What What's some just horrible story you've heard of? I mean, just an individual story would be very difficult, but I mean, what I tell people all the time, right? I don't care who you use, right? It's not my business. My business is to make sure that when you do the process, we take care of you, right? But make sure that you choose a contractor that's going to communicate with you, right? When you call them, they're going to answer your phone. If they don't answer, they're going to call you back, right? Because the minute the adjuster tells you no, guess what these guys do? They're down the road to the next guy, knocking on the next door, the next yep. door yep. right? They're not there to fight for you. They're not there to help you. They're there to, if they can't get it easy, if, yeah. if it's, it's not, not easy, easy, easy going to I'm going to get the next easy one. And then right. I'm going to go to the golf course for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. And so just, just interview a contractor that you trust, that makes you, gives you the good feel that they're going to help you all the way through the process. They're not going to drop kick you if the insurance company tells you no, because once again, there is a process. And if that guy can help you walk you through the process and take it off of your shoulders, because Sometimes it can be you're at work and they're trying to call you and they don't work at night either. Right. So if you can just turn it over to the contractor that that's what they do for a living and just tell the insurance company, say, Hey, look, I work for a living. I have damage on my property. I have a contractor that I trust deal with him. Right. 
and turn it over to him and let him handle it for you, the insurance companies are more than happy to do that. You have to give them the permission to do that. Authorization. Absolutely. So if you give them that authorization, just choose a contractor that you feel is going to be there in your corner the whole time and fight for you. And I say fight for you. There's a time to fight and there's not a time to fight. But if the time to fight is there, just make sure that they're going to be there to take care of you. That's well, that it. they're knowledgeable about it. A hundred percent. Right. Right. Um, so, um, you know, I guess my, my plug for you guys is I know what you all do on the front end, right? You do so much for me on the front end of making sure that we're giving all state good risk. I have a very good loss ratio and it's because of those reasons, right? Loss ratios, insurance companies have agents that have 80% loss ratios, loss ratio, and they have agents that have 20% loss ratio. The lower your loss ratio is, the more money the insurance company makes. And so as an agent, it's my job to make sure that I'm insuring good risk on, on all state paper so that when all state does have the time to take care of them, they're profitable on the customer and they want to take care of them. Right. And so um, it's a two way street, right? There's no perfect carrier out there and there's no perfect agent out there. And I know you guys give me a lot of accolades. It's really just about showing up. Right. I get up every day. I take my kid to school and I go straight to work. Right. And then I go to home. I go home when it's, I might, I might have a sport sporting event or something, but I don't, I don't, sit around in my underwear during the day and eat Cheetos and watch Maury Povich. No. I just don't, right? I really? wish I could. Because that's what you look like at the office every time <laughs> I've been over there, man. It's weird. What's in my beard? There's orange stuff everywhere. <laughs> Your little whitey tidies with orange all over them. I look, think you moved look, over to Flaming Hot if, now, If right? I wore whitey tidies to the office, I would not have any staff. <laughs> right. I promise you, right? Yeah. No customer would come to my office, I promise you, right? So um, I, I tell people all the time, like, how are you successful, Brad? I'm like, I show up. Right. That's it, right? Do what you're supposed to do. It's, right? it's not hard to do the right thing. It's, we it's, say that all the time. Simple. We answer our phone. We do what we say we're going to do. And and we say we're going to be there. We're there. And, yeah. and so Dude, that's, that's how I graduated. No, there's no road scholars here. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's they how I graduated. Say, I graduated college because I went to class. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not make great grades, but I went to class right. and that got by. Just get so, it done, man. Yeah, that's right. But, so but, it took what, me five years, but it still worked. But really, I mean, common sense, unfortunately, is a thing of the past. And common sense says, answer your phone. Do what you say you're going to do. And I, man, I, I want that on my tombstone, right? right, that's right. Just that. That's right. That, he answered his phone and he did what he said he was going to do. <laughs> he was a pretty good friend along the way. I mean, that bar is not very high. It's not, It's man. not very it's high, not. but you'd be surprised how many people That's all it jump. takes. It's really all it takes. Uh, so, well, um, man, I, I know there, there's a yeah. million other things we could talk about, Brad, and maybe we do this again here before long, but yeah. you're the man. Yeah. He's he ain't Brad. He's B-Rad. Oh, B-Rad. B-Rad. B-Rad's ever so yeah. often. <laughs> uh, today, the R was silent. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, man. Thank, if you know, you know. That's if right. you know, you know. That's right. But, Manal, th thanks for everything. Thanks for all you do for your customers. Thanks for what you've done for us today. And uh, we'll do it again soon, buddy. Awesome. Yeah. Mike, thanks for doing this for us and yeah. putting yeah. this on. Appreciate, I appreciate it, Mike. It. Big more. Thanks, awesome. Brad. Yep. All right. Cody, thanks. thanks everybody for joining. We appreciate y'all. We'll Happy Friday. Happy Veterans four. Day to all those veterans out there. Yeah, no That's doubt. Right. Happy yeah. Veterans Day. Very good. Thanks, everybody. All right. Y'all take care. Weekend. See you soon.